we praise God for all the wonderful things going on in the house of God. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Acts uh, chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. We're going to uh, uh, just read one scripture there in um, verse 11. Um, Acts chapter 19. Hallelujah. Anybody love his word? Oh, we love his word at kingdom. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 19. Glory to God. I love the book of Acts. How many you know God is still performing Acts even today? Amen. About three or four weeks ago, I asked the church, one of the services, I said, turn to Acts chapter 29. And of course, most of you know there's no Acts 29. We are Acts chapter 29. Amen. Because God even performed the act when it comes to your life. Come on, because some of y'all was acting up. Can I get a witness? And God loved you so much. Come on, somebody. He extended his mercy toward you and me. Let's look at one verse. Look at verse 11. It says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Tonight I want to preach a message called Unusual Blessings. Unusual Blessings. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you tonight how you've already moved during this time of worship. Now God, speak to us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said. I want to talk to you tonight about unusual blessings. And I love that, again, verse 11, it says, now God, we know God was behind it, but it says, now God, he worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. How many of you believe God is still doing unusual things? Amen. I love Hebrews 13, 8, because it says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not changed. Amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if God did unusual things even then, I believe even today he's still doing unusual things. The word unusual means it's uncommon. Uh, I like this. The word unusual, it even means abnormal. And then the word unusual means unexpected. And then the last thing, unusual, means different. Amen. And so I believe that those are some of the things that, that, that God, he wants to do. He wants to do something uncommon in your life, something abnormal, something unexpected, and something different. Now let's go uh, to Genesis uh, uh, chapter uh, 18 uh, and 14. Let's look at uh, something that, that, that took place, uh, something that was unusual, that, that, that should not, uh, uh, logic should have stepped in the picture. But let's look at this real quick. It says, is anything too hard? For the Lord. In other words, question mark, even the Lord was asking Abraham and Sarah, do you believe I can do something unusual? I can do something abnormal, something uncommon, something uh, different? Question mark. And then it says, at this appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. How many of you in this building know that God has an appointed time to bless you? I believe that there's an appointed time. In other words, you, you, God has you on his radar. He has an appointed time that he wants to strategically bless you with what I call something unusual. He's already, if, if you really look to this point of your life, he's already done some unusual things. Can I get a witness? Things that have made you scratch your head and be like, for real, God? Can I get a witness? Like when I was up in our new members class and, and the gentleman came to me and told me that they gave him 16 years and he only had to do three, that's unusual. That's uncommon. 
That's different. Because last time I checked in Arizona and pretty much every state, you got to do 85% of your time. But Luke, God will Luke 252 you. He will give you favor with God and he will give you favor with man. Because a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. But the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he'll impress upon somebody's heart. I know y'all said 16, but we're just going to give him three. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. So, so, so let's, let, let's go back to this text. Go back. It says, is, is there anything too hard? Look at this one more time. Is there anything, uh, uh, anything, anything too hard for the Lord uh, at this appointed time? I'm going to return to you according to the time of life. Sarah shall have a, a son. Now go to 21, and I believe it's 1. 21, Genesis 21 and 1. Look at this real quick. So, so then it says, and the Lord visited Sarah. How many of you know God will visit you? Now let's, let's back up real quick. The, the, these people were, were, were beyond, uh, 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 they were at an age where they shouldn't have been bearing nothing. Come on, somebody. They should have been sitting down with, with going over their life insurance policy. Can I get away talking to talking to their to talking to their their, their insurance uh, their agent, if you will, their insurance agent? Amen. Now here it is. In the latter part of their life, God blesses them with this son named Isaac. Should not have happened. Matter of fact, the Bible says that Abraham and Sarah they laughed. I mean. I, I believe that that's what God, some of the things that God is getting ready to do in your life, it's going to cause you to laugh. How many of you received that on tonight? You're going to be like, for real, God? <laughs> I do that every time I pull up to this facility. Lord, we had three years to buy it. We did it in 11 years, 11 months and 17 days. <laughs> for real, God? I'm telling you, man, I, I, I got some stories for you. But, but, but let's look at this. It says, and he visited. Look, look at this. And, and the Lord visited. Remember, he said that I'm, I'm going to give you a son at, at, at an appointed time. In other words, I've, I've already strategically uh, set up a date for you that I'm going to cause you to experience an unusual uh, a blessing. Uh, your appointed time is coming that I'm going to visit you. Anybody in this building, you ready for your visit? I said it's Sunday that God is getting ready to, to fast track blessings in your life. Oh, get ready for your visit, baby. Uh-huh. Go, go, go back to the text. So it says, uh, and, and the Lord visited Sarah as he said, as he said, if God said it, that seals it. That means visit is coming. Your visit is coming. It says, as he said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. Spoken. If God spoke it, that seals it. Next verse. For Sarah conceived and she, she bore uh, uh, Abraham a, a son in his old age at the set time. At the set time. I, don't, I believe there's an appointed time. There, there's a, a set time that God is getting ready to, to visit you with what I call a, an unusual blessing, unusual miracle, something uncommon, something different, amen, something abnormal that don't make sense. Put up Habakkuk 1 and 5 real quick. Look what this says, Habakkuk. Uh, one and five. Look at this. 
I was in the hallway uh, a couple days ago and saw our little themes in the hallway. But look at this. This is one of our themes from years ago. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work a work in your days which you would not even believe though it were told to you. See, if it was even told to you, you wouldn't even believe it. Look at that. Let's put that up one more time. Look at that. Look at that. For, for I, I will work a work in your days. How many of you believe that? He will, he's already worked a work in our days. Amen. Then it says, which you would not even believe, though it were told to you. I believe there are some things that God can't even give us a glimpse of because it would scare us. That's why sometimes he can't show you the whole picture because then your flesh will kick in and you wonder, how God going to do that? And you totally didn't forgot he works unusual miracles and unusual blessings. He does the uncommon. He does things that are abnormal. He, he, He does things against logic, if you will. So sometimes he can't even show us the whole picture because then intellectually we'd be like, well, how that's going to happen? Then you, be, you, then you up there trying to cross T's and dot I's. You ain't got no business trying to dot and cross. You leave all the dotting and crossing up to him. You just be like, okay, God, I'm just going to look to you to be the author and the finisher of my faith. You go ahead and dot these I's and cross these T's in my life. Lord, you just do you. That's why you God. That's why you sit high and you look low. Lord, I'm just going to give you thanks in advance that for an appointed time, a set time, you're going to visit me. That you're going to visit my finances. That you're going to visit my body that's been sick. You're going to visit my situation. Somebody need to give God a praise. Somebody scream, unusual. Unusual. Get ready for the unusual. I know what God spoke to me today. I wasn't even supposed to be preaching. Come on, somebody. I had put something together on the authority of God and all that. And God said, no, 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 no. You're coming with a prophetic, not a pathetic, a prophetic word tonight. Because I'm getting ready to do something unusual. I said, okay, God, I know when he begins to speak. So I got to get you uh, ready for the unusual. It's going to be on you. Don't be surprised. You're looking at a three-bedroom. God might give you a five. Come on. Come on. That's, 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 that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Unusual. You driving off, know your credit shot, and they give you the keys, and you get a low interest rate. And you looking back, because you know it's unusual. You know this is abnormal. Come on, because you know your credit score don't even match up with the blessing. But because your credit is good with the king of kings. Because you've been entertaining his ways and you've been entertaining his thoughts. Because you've been seeking and chasing after him. And not his hand, but his face. He says, I'm going to do something unusual for you in this season of your life. Don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, you will reap if you faint. Now, somebody need to give God a praise one more time in this place high five somebody tell them appointed time is coming appointed time he said there's an appointed time in other words somebody in this building you got an appointment with unusual because unusual is getting ready to manifest in your life somebody scream unusual God about to do the unusual on another dimension. 
It's unusual. Abnormal. We up in here on a Wednesday night. Come on. Only 10, it's statistically proven that only 10%, 5 to 10% of your congregation comes back on Wednesday. See, the serious, serious folk are here tonight. Now, I'm not saying my folk on Sunday, they serious, but I'm talking you serious on another dimension. You like midweek matter. I got to go get me a midweek word. I don't want to miss what God might have for me. Because I know he got something on his spiritual plate for me. The man of God already told me in the last nine minutes that I got an appointed time. That God's about to visit me. And he's about to do something unusual. And if it were told to you, you wouldn't even believe it. When I was having church in a swap meet 11 years ago, and if somebody would told me I would have had a building of this caliber, I wouldn't have believed that. Because my faith, I wasn't at that level. You understand what I'm saying? I was thanking God I went from the swap meet to the cafeteria. That's why sometimes God gradually does things. Because he gave you too much too soon, it might scare you. Can I get a witness up in here? You don't give a six-year-old a Corvette. You give them a Huffy. Come on, somebody. <laughs> then you graduate them to a mongoose. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know what's interesting? We live in a dispensation. These kids ain't riding no bikes no more. They don't even play outside. It's Xbox. Can I get a witness up in here? Kids don't own no football no more. What's up with that? Nah, just, that's a whole nother topic. We ain't going to go there tonight. I'll never forget, man, I bought my boys, they was what, they 18 and 17 now. I bought them some bikes when they were like eight and nine, and they got stolen, and I was falling out. I'm like, y'all bikes got stolen? And they looking at me like, we don't care, Dad. We... Huh, and? They playing Xbox. I'm like, you know, we, 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 we didn't come, a lot of us didn't come from that dispensation. Come on, somebody. So, because come on, most of us in this building, you 40 plus, 30 plus, somebody stole your bike, you'd be falling out, walking up and down the street trying to find somebody. Talking about, I'm about to give you an unusual butt whooping. Come on, somebody. <laughs> it's going to be different. Come on, somebody. It's going to be uncommon. <laughs> but look at that. Here it is. He visits Sarah. He visits Abraham. Does the unusual. They're past the, the age of bearing. They, they even laugh. And then she even tried to deny that she laughed. And God was like, no, you laugh. Like, how, how are you going to hide something from the king of kings? All knowing, unnipotent. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. But at the end of the day, we see that. But let's, let's look at some other things in God's word. Uh, go, go to 2 Kings real quick, uh, chapter 4. Let's look at some other unusual uh, blessings that, that, that broke out. So Abraham and Sarah, there's no way in the world they, they should have been having no, no child at the, the age that they did. He was 99 years old. Now you know, come on somebody, that's unusual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, 2 Kings 4, 2 Kings 4, look at verse 1. A, a certain woman of wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to Elijah saying, Your servant, 
My husband is dead. And you know your servant, he feared the Lord, which he, he was a man that reverenced and respected God. And, and, he was, and the creditors are coming to take my, my two sons to be slaves. So it sounds like, you know, he has some debt up to here. Unfortunately, he died unexpectedly. And back in that day and time, they come get your children if you had a debt. So it says, so Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me. What, what do you have in the house? I'm going to stop right there for a minute because for him to say, what do you have in, in, in the house? He, in his mind, his wheels must have been turning because first of all, he's like, wait a minute, this was a good man. This man feared the Lord. He was a phenomenal uh, uh, under-shepherd to me. He served me well as a man of God. It's so unfortunate that he's lost his life, you know, unexpectedly. And then the creditors are coming to get his legacy. And now his favor, which is his wife, comes to me and saying, you know my husband feared the Lord. And he says to her, what do you have in the house? And my wheels begin to turn because I'm thinking, why would he say, what do you have in the house? Because when you even think of your house, all of us have something of value that's at our house. So in other words, he was really saying, what do you have of value? That's in the house. And obviously she didn't have a whole lot because she responded by saying uh, in verse 2, she said, your servant, maid servant, has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. I I have nothing, nothing but a jar of oil. And, 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 And he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And and when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour into all those vessels. uh, Set aside the full ones. So she went went from him and she shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. What I love about these people, they know how to follow directions. You got some people, they miss their season. They miss what God has for them because they don't know how to follow directions. But he told her, don't just go get a few, go get several. But then, then it says, that so, so verse 5 says, so they went, or we read that verse 6. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And, and, and he said to her, there are no other vessels. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and she said, go, he, then, then he said, go sell the oil, pay your debt, and your sons, you and your sons live on the rest. This is unusual, that God took something that really didn't have a whole, whole lot of value, but obviously it did, because she says, I have nothing but a jar of oil, but God took her nothing and made something out of it. And I'm here to tell you, God is getting ready to take something and make something out of it, amen? And getting ready to do something unusual. I'm talking uncommon, abnormal, where you're gonna be walking around here shaking your head. I I guarantee you, this woman had to be like, I cannot believe that the oil didn't cease. Mm Mm-hmm. She had to be shaking her head. And then for her to be able to pay off her debt, and then for him to say, now nah, go live off the surplus. 
I believe that's the kind of unusual miracle, the unusual blessings that are going to manifest in your life to the point to where you're going to be able to go pay off your debt. Come on, somebody, and live off the rest. Somebody scream, I receive. Pay off the debt and live off the rest. That's, that's Romans 13, 8. Put that up real quick. Romans 13, 8. I love this scripture. And I'm believing God that we all will live in this scripture, people of God. It says, oh, no one, anything. We're going to stop just right there. Right there. We got a 20-year mortgage on this building. I'm, in Jesus' name, this building will be paid off in 36 months and one day. You say, Pastor, why one day? Because if I pay it off in 36 months, there's a penalty we have to pay. That's why I said 36 months, three years, and one day. So we have already opened up an account, amen, at the beginning of the year, and we just stashing money in there. Because I know between now and three years, there's going to be 3.2 million in there, and we're going to be able to be like, you know what? We are a Romans 13:8 church. Oh, no, man, nothing. But to love him. And see, when he does it, it's going to be unusual. Just like how it was unusual that we were able to raise 323000 for some AC units. How many of y'all was up in here when it was hot? And then all of a sudden, God used one person to say, here's 100000 Then to come back three days later with another 150000 She's like, how much more you need? I'm like, well, you have not because you asked. Not. We need another hundred and fifty. I'll be back Thursday, Pastor. I said, praise him in the sanctuary. Come on, somebody. <laughs> really praise him in the sanctuary. Because it was so hot up in here, y'all. We'd be, whoo. I don't know how much longer I could take this. I might have to go to the other church down the street. <laughs> I know y'all went thinking like that. <laughs> Put the text up. Oh, no one. Anything. This woman went from her losing her husband and grieving his death to potentially going into grieving her two sons that they were getting ready to come take away to use as leverage because her husband had some debt. How This, this is unusual that this woman that was up to debt up to here comes out of debt all in one day because she knew how to follow directions. If we can just learn how to follow God's lead He'll lead us into some stuff. Come on. Come on. The Bible says in Psalm 37 and 23 that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. God will begin to order your steps in some places. will have you shaking your head. Talking about this is unusual. And if God has done that for me. See, a lot of pastors are selfish. As long as they bless, they good. Listen, I want to see the people of God that's connected to me, connected to this ministry. Come on, you are my spiritual children, if you will. I want to see you bless. I don't want to just see the steel family bless. I want to see the kingdom family bless. When you get blessed, man, I get high off of that. I'm like, my God, God did that? I get excited. Amen. So look at this. I'm sure when, when they got their breakthrough and she paid off her debt and lit off the rest, I guarantee you that put a big smile on the man of God's face. Mm -hmm. And look at that again. It says, uh, 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 and then she told the man of God, 
She went to Elijah. She said, she went to the man of God. And she said, she said and, and, and he said, now go, go, go sell the oil and, and, and pay your debt. And, and you and your sons, you and your sons, you guys go live off the rest. Oh, see, when you got some surplus, you can get some rest. Can I get a witness up in here? Come on, when you know the bills is paid, you got a few dollars and you... Woo, you like... Can I get a witness up in here? Ain't struggling with no anxiety. Come on, somebody. Got peace that surpasseth all understanding. And some people say, money does that? Yeah, put up Ecclesiastics uh, 7 and 12. Look at this. See, look, we always talk about how wisdom is a defense, but the Bible says money is a defense. Look at this. For wisdom is a defense. Can I get a witness? Wisdom will get you paid. What is wisdom? Wisdom is insight. See, when you got insight, you can get paid. See, when you got insight, you're just going to take the risk and write the book anyway. Come on, I got dyslexia and wrote two books. Took them books to New Zealand, they were gone. Took them books to Australia, gone. Oh, I was able to rest. How's that, Pastor? Because they paid for them books. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but wisdom is a defense. Money is a defense. It's a defense. Why did those creditors not take her sons? Because money's a defense. They, she was like, here. They thought they was about, they was like, we was about to take your sons. I, oh, look. She was like, something unusual happened. We went and got some vessels and the oil just kept going even though it should have ceased. Come on, how many of you should have got fired? Your job should have ceased. <laughs> Come on, even I remember during the recession when all that was going on, one of the things I told my church back then, when we were back 08, 07, I said, listen, at the end of the day, we are not participating in the recession. I told the folk, folks is panicking. I said, why are you participating in this recession? I did a series called Don't Doubt in the Drought. What did David say? David said, I've been young, and he says, and now I'm old. He says, but I've never, somebody say never, seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I'm sure when I look around this room, some of y'all have had some tight seasons, but God didn't abandon you. He didn't leave you high and dry. Come on, somebody. He sustained you, which means he kept you existing. He made sure that money came because money's a defense. That's why his name is Jehovah Jireh, which means he's our provider. Philippians 4, 19, my, uh, my God shall, shall supply all, all my need. Come on. Where is that? Uh, 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 the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. God will even go from get, making, meeting your needs to meeting your wants. I was with Bishop Jakes like a couple of weeks ago up in Dallas, and he was with me and some pastors, and he was sharing with us, you know, he's doing all these movies now. And he said that uh, he didn't even have to put no money down on this last movie, and it made like $100 million. And he looked at us and said, I'm doing okay, y'all. And started laughing. <laughs> he said he's doing okay. 
He said, I'm doing, also, oh, doing so good, I ain't been on my church salary for the last 15 years. I don't need a salary from the church. I'm believing God. I'm going to get there too. Praise the Lord in Jesus' name. One of these books, I'll write, hit the New York Times. Come on, somebody. I'll be getting off this payroll. Amen. That's the one thing I never see. This is what I do is not an occupation. It's a calling. And anybody that gets in and thinking it's an occupation, just a matter of time before you run out of gas. Because this is not an occupation. It does have a business side to it, but this is a calling. But look at that. Look at this. That's, that's supernatural what, what, what God did. Let's look. We got time to look at one more uh, 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 where God did something uh, uh, supernatural. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this real quick. Go to, um, matter of fact, I think we might, might stay in Kings. Yeah, go to 1 Kings uh, chapter 17. 1 Kings, since we're in Kings, go to 1 Kings now, 17. We'll look at one more uh, uh, a situation in God's word where God did something unusual. So what God did with Abraham and Sarah, unusual. What God did with this widow woman and her two sons, they were coming to get them and use them, you know, because the, they were in debt. Unusual how God moved, how every, the whole time what she needed was in the house. What you need, I believe, is in the house. The word that you need is in the house. The anointing that you need, the power, the strength, the wisdom, the insight that you need for your next dimension, I believe it's in the house. I believe it matters where you go to church. And let's not talk about Psalm 92 and 13 where it says those that are planted. Matter of fact, we always focus on 92 and 13. Put that up, Psalm 92 and 13. Look at this. It says those who are planted. See, planted people prosper because you're rooted and you're, you're grounded. You're, you're, not, you're not unstable as water. You know that's in the Bible? We might get to that text in the book of Genesis in a little while. But it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Flourish. That word flourish, when you look it up in the Hebrew, what, one of the words, it means you, you will begin to boom. B-O-O-M. Boom. Things will begin to boom. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish, shall boom in the courts of our Lord. Next verse. Look at this. And then we'll go to that next Kings. Look at this. Look at this. Then it says, they shall still bear fruit. In your old age. See, people will try to write you off. Oh, it's too late. You better tell them the new 60 is 40, baby. You hear what I said? So I heard somebody on TV say that the new 30 is 12. I said, oh, I don't want to be 12 again. I don't know if I'm feeling all that. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but look at that. They shall still bear fruit in your old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. That's unusual. Because most folks, you know, get old, uh, my best days is behind me. No, 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 no. Haggai 2 and 9 says your latter will be greater than your former. Uh-huh. I'm 44 years old. I'm about to make this second half of my life the best. And I know the best is yet to come. My kids told me, you getting old, dad. I said, the devil is alive. I'm getting young. What you talking about? <laughs> Don't be putting that on me. I'm talking about you 45. I said, I'm 44. Don't be giving me no other years. It's coming, though. But look at this. Let's go to back. Let's go, go, go to 1 Kings. 
It says, Elijah, verse 1, Elijah the Tishabite uh, and the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord who, who God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall uh, not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook of Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. And I've commanded that ravens will feed you there. So he went and he did according to the word of the Lord. I like that he did according to the word of the Lord. He followed instructions. For he went and he stayed by the brook of Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. Then it goes into verse 6. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. This is unusual. Here it is. There's a drought going on in this region, but God is using a bird. And if you do any research on a raven, it's one of the most dirtiest birds ever. But God is using a raven. See, you're going to be surprised who God used to bring your blessing to you. The lady who gave me the 100,000 then gave the church the 150 four days later, then get another 50,000 like a couple of weeks after that. She would always tell me when we were on 25th and Greenway, our other campus, she would always say, Pastor, one day I'm going to be able to bless you and bless the church. I was like, praise the Lord. Because you hear that a lot. One day, Pastor. You know what I'm saying? I was like, praise the Lord. I'm glad she was operating more faith than me. Can I keep it real? Can I keep it 100 with you? She, I was like, praise him. I'm trying to run from her. I'm running from my blessing. <laughs> Come on, somebody. But look at how that, look, God uses a raven to bring him food in the morning and in the night. Some of you can think of that raven in your life. When your back was against the wall, come on somebody, when your money wasn't touching in the green, you had more bills than money. I'm sure God sent a raven into your life, sent somebody on you that you was like, God using you? I, 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 let me share this story with you. I'll never forget. I, I used to have a, 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 a suit business. I used to do suits, cufflinks, ties, right off of I-17 in Camelback. I had a little store in there, and I would work in there from, on Fridays through Sunday on the weekend. It was supplemental income, you know, because I personally believe you should have at least two or three incomes. So that was my little sidekick. So I'll never forget, money was tight back then. And I'll never forget, I told my wife, I said, Sunday, because I would go in on Sundays from only 2 to 6. They would open at 9, but I couldn't do 9 because I was at church. I was serving at as a deacon at another church, and so I did the most two services. Then I would open up my store from only two to six on Sundays. So we need, I needed at least to make $200 so we can make it through the week. So here it is. It's $5.57. I've made $0. $0. And so finally, 6 o'clock comes, and I'm like, dang. So I started closing up my store. And one of my friends, Roy Evans, from my BC days before Christ, he walks in my store. He was like, what's up, Reds? I'm like, what's up, Roy? We talking. He said, man, I really don't need no suits, man. You know, it's kind of hot right now, too. You know, ain't nobody really getting suited and booted in Arizona, no way. So he just, just dumb, and dumb, dumb down in my business. I'm like, brother, I already done made zero dollars. You up here talking about you don't even really need a suit. Then he goes in his pocket. 
and says, but I want to be a blessing. It puts two $100 bills on my cash register. I said, Lord, mess me up. I was like, Lord, unusual. And let me tell you the rest of the story. When he pulled the $200 out, he pulled out the wad of money and an aluminum foil. Y'all laugh because y'all know that he wasn't making a respectable living. But, you know, you probably say, well, pastor, you being a deacon back then, why would you take that money? Put up Proverbs 13, 22. You know, I got, a, I got a scripture for everything. Put it. A good man. Leave an inheritance to his children's children. Somebody say, but. The wealth of the sinner. Is stored up for the righteous. So if somebody go in their pocket and they got some aluminum foil and they decide to bless you, you better take that money and keep that 180 and put 20 in the plate. Somebody scream, unusual. Unusual. <laughs> I, I still shake my head because. You don't even understand. When my wife pulled me up to our store on I-17 and we pray, Lord, let us have a $200 day. And then I'm closing up the store. And then the $200 comes from not only a dope dealer, but a dope dealer that don't even buy nothing in your store. But because he saw value in me. He might have not saw value in my house, but he saw value in this house. He obviously had respect for what I was doing. And I just ran into him at a football game here recently. I tell you, the Lord is good. You'll be surprised. The ravens. I believe God is getting ready to strategically put some ravens in your life. Some people that you will least expect. That's going to bless you. Get ready for your unusual blessing. If you receive that, somebody give God a praise in this building tonight. <laughs> High five two or three people. Tell them, get ready for unusual Get ready for unusual. Get ready for unusual. Unusual blessing. Unusual breakthroughs. Unusual favor. I prophesy it over you in the name of Jesus. The word of God declares if you believe God, he said, I'll establish you. But if you believe my prophet, I will prosper you. Get ready for unusual in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody scream one more time. Unusual unusual go ahead and bow your heads father we thank you for that word tonight that you put in my